Welcome to the Caged Vision Show, where each week we talk about one thing, putting your vision to work. So whether you're the CEO of a large company, maybe an executive within a large company, maybe you're a small company, maybe you are an entrepreneur that is just getting started. Each of you has a vision for where you want to go in the future, and we talk about how to get there, how to put that vision to work. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Caged Vision Podcast. And today we have a very, very special guest by the name of Clay Clark. And Clay is a serial entrepreneur. He has got a fabulous podcast called The Thrive Time Show. He's won Entrepreneur of the Year several times. He's an author and and that's all amazing. That's that's truly amazing. Clay, why don't you start by by telling everybody what's going on in your world. Well, thank you for having me on the show. And for all the listeners out there, if you just Google the Tulsa flood, T-U-L-S-A flood, uh, what happened is I woke up on Monday, uh, Monday morning. I'm not sure when this will air exactly, but I woke up on Monday at about 11 o'clock at night. I went to bed at 9, and I heard what sounded like a rushing rapid, uh, but we live in uh, green country, middle America. And uh, it turned out that my studio with literally $100,000 of vinyls and CDs and memorabilia from my career when I started DJConnection.com was under one foot of water at that point. So I gathered my wife and my five kids, and we were able to – my wife was calling the 24-7 repair people, the people that can, you know, pump the uh, – basically pump the water out to keep it from coming in. Uh, she's calling them, my kids, my, my oldest daughter is 14, we have four girls and one boy. We're just working, we're bailing water, we're doing what we can do. And we saved about uh, 70% of the gear, you know, between 100 to $150,000 uh, $100, of gear down there. We're talking about MacBook Pros that don't float, that whole thing. Oh. And so then I uh, went to work uh, uh, three days later. And uh, we have office on the Riverwalk in Tulsa. And in 1986, the flood in Tulsa got so high that it uh, set our record in the history of the state. And it looks like right now, at the time of this recording, uh, we're a little bit higher than that. And so I have gone about 28 hours without sleep so far. And we're in the process. The team has safely uh, moved all of the equipment up to higher ground. And uh, several of my clients have been very generous and said we could move up, move in with them. And then uh, we've got a budget car, truck, and rental in my driveway that is filled with memorabilia from uh, 22 years of entrepreneurship. And uh, according to Winston Churchill, if you're going through hell, you got to keep going. Clay, I mean, it is that is stuff that you, you know, when people think of disaster recovery plans, and I know that you, you, you coach and you train a lot of entrepreneurs. I, I can tell you that disaster recovery is not high on the list when you're starting a new business. No, that's right. That's true. That's true. Uh, but you're, you're living it right now. And that's just amazing story. And uh, gosh, again, um, thank you for being on the show. As you know, well, this is the caged vision podcast and we want to speak to the audience, those people that have got a vision in their head. And and it's just trapped. They don't know how to move it forward. So I love speaking to people like you who've 
you've you've not done it once. You've done it over and over and over again. And yeah. so I think you're just gonna be you're just gonna be masterful in the advice that you can give. And tell me when you first knew that this thing that you know, or if I use air quotes, vision, that was something that that you had, but that you also had to nurture. Yeah, well, I think, um, and I hate to be your uh, least mentally deep uh, podcast interview uh, interviewee, but I, I grew up where I stuttered a lot as a kid. I, I couldn't talk until uh, about till about thirteen. I kind of I kind of figured it out. Um, I had speech pathologists. You know, my dad worked the night shift. He was delivering pizzas at Domino's, at at Quick Trip. Uh, and I just, I just, there's somebody out there that has a lot worse than what I was dealing with. But at the same time, for me, it was it was pretty all time low. So I, I just got to a place where I hadn't read Napoleon Hill yet, uh, who I later named my son after. My son, his name is Aubrey Napoleon Hill Clark. I, I had read Think You Grow Rich. I didn't have a deep reason for it. I just knew that I was not going to stop, and I just wasn't going to stop. And um, DJ Connection, I mean, it was it was uh, the idea of, okay, I went to school dances, like most of our listeners do. I, I went to weddings, like most of our listeners have done, and I thought the entertainment was subpar. And I thought, hmm. simple idea, I could make it better. I could rise the the tide like we're doing in Tulsa right now. You know, I, I could raise the high water mark. I could, hmm. I could set that. And... Uh, I was crazy enough to to put my head in the ring. I had my hat in the ring at the age of uh, sixteen. Uh, I said I could take this. I was I was complaining, and my uh, uh, my my teacher she said, um, "Okay, well if you can think you can do it better, then you should do it yourself." And so I became official DJ of Students Against Drunk Driving for the Dassel Cocado High School at the age of sixteen. And uh, I didn't know uh, where I would get the equipment. I wasn't an experienced DJ, but I did sign up the majority of family members that I had and my couple, and a couple of dogs we had. I signed them up for the BMG program where you get 13 CDs for one penny. So I had all the music I needed. I didn't have equipment. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have a crossfader. I didn't have a mixer, but I knew that I was going to DJ, and I worked out a deal where I got to keep all of the door proceeds after we got a couple hundred kids in there because we never got more than about 150 kids to attend the students can drunk driving dance. And so I narrowed in, I focused, I thought, at the age of 16, this has to work. Because everyone's going to mock me if it doesn't. I mean, I've been talking trash, Carrie. I've been saying I'm going to do this, I can make it better, I'm going to do it. And uh, so I rented equipment from a guy who had smoked a lot of, uh, not legal at that time, um, marijuana. I uh, rented gear from him, I said, I'll pay you a percentage of what I bring in. I called over and over and over, and I convinced a large company called uh, Spike Sport Drink to support this uh, dance, give us free beverages in exchange for exposure. And I'm 16. I mm. call, I was passing out flyers. I didn't realize the unwritten rule was you can't promote your local school dance to other school districts, but I did it. And uh, I focused, and I persevered to avoid, um, you know, just failing. I just Failure was not an option. And uh, continued and continued, and then it happened, and I made more money in one night. We have like I, 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 again, I looking back at I was sixteen, but I think I had about three to four hundred kids that attended that dance, and I ended up making five dollars per head. So I went home with you know thousand dollars or more, and yeah. I thought, wow, I made a thousand dollars in a night. Yeah. Hadn't slept in two days, but I can do. I you know what I can do this again. 
And so yeah. that's kind of what I, I mean, it just age 16 and I'm, I'm 38, almost 39. And it was more of like a thing where I feel like I had to do it. I, I was tired of living a certain way. And so failure was not an option. I hope okay. that answers your question. For me, what you just said is you were at a low when you were 13. And sometimes yeah. when you're at your lows, you need to be looking for – that's where opportunities are all around you when you're at your lows because you're at your most creative way often. How do I figure this out? And then what you did is is you saw an opportunity, and, and you didn't let figuring out everything before you started prevent you from starting. The number one thing that you did that helped you get started is to start. Right. Right. And, yeah, Walt Disney had a quote where he said that sometimes, and again, I'm paraphrasing, and I'm sure we can, uh, listeners can look it up, but he said, you know, one of the best ways to make your dreams happen is to quit talking and start doing. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And figure it out as you go. It's okay to figure it out as you go because yeah. what you, the next thing that you said is that when you don't, I can tell you, if you're a listener and you've got something you want to do and in the back of your mind, you're saying, well, it's okay if it doesn't work out. Don't don't start. What Clay said was, this has to work. And so when when failure is not an option, when this has to work, you get creative and you do things like find sources of revenue that originally you weren't thinking about, and that's that's the people to sponsor you, which I thought was really really cool. Clay, what do you think is the one thing that separates someone with an idea from a business leader with a vision that sees it through? Uh, I, I have a book coming out, and, and I it might come out a year from now. I'm, just, I'm finishing it up, and I'm working with a publisher on it, but it's called Dragon Energy, and I don't want this to be a self-serving push for that book, so don't buy the book Dragon Energy. But Dragon <laughs> Energy is uh, Donald Trump, uh, uh, Kanye West sent on a tweet, and he said, you may love him, you may hate him, but Kanye, uh, but Kanye wrote, but Donald Trump uh, is my brother because he has the dragon energy. If you look up that quote, I mean, Kanye West, um, left of center, African-American, tweeting at a right of center, white man, old white man, saying, mm -hmm. hey, love him or hate him, you and I share the same dragon energy. And they, they became this, like, uh, people have joked about it, calling it a bromance. But they're going, yeah. what could they possibly have in common? One guy likes hip-hop, one guy likes oldies. One guy's right of center, one guy's left of center. One guy uh, is African-American. One guy is white. What do they have in common? And it's this yeah. thing called dragon energy, which Kanye West, if all your listeners look it up, he talked about this. And it's where you have this desire, this fire of desire within you that says, I will not stop. I have an interview with Carrie Rome today mm -hmm. at 5 o'clock Central, and I'm going to do it. That's going to happen. Now, there might be technical issues. I might be calling from a phone, from a budget van while driving. There might be a background hiss. There might be a variety of issues. But Kerry Rome cares about his listeners, and we're going to get this done. And I'm going to get it done. And Kanye West went to Jay-Z. He said, Jay-Z, he's a kid in Chicago who didn't know Jay-Z, the top rapper of all time. He said, sir, I produced these beats for you. He didn't get a response. He called. He emailed. You know, he moved from Chicago to New York to play the beats for Jay-Z. Hmm. He didn't – and so Jay-Z's like, okay, I, I'll, I'll put a couple of these tracks on my album. It went on to become Jay-Z's top album. Then he says, I'd like to rap. 
And Jay-Z says, you don't really have what it takes. You know, you're not really street. You're more middle class. You're not really our typical vibe. But he made it happen. And then Donald Trump, at the age of, you know, a lot of guys are just getting out of college. His dad, Fred, puts him in charge of the largest apartment complex in New York and says, hey, by the way, run this thing. See what you have. And see what you can do. And Donald, Donald made it happen. And both of the guys are controversial. They make mistakes because they do it publicly, but I would rather work with guys who make mistakes than guys who never try. And so um, Donald and Kanye share that thing. They call dra- they've labeled it, underlined it, circled it. They call it dragon energy. The dragon energy is having that fire of desire that kind of scares people. A dragon can kind of, you know, I mean, I know it's not a real thing, but a dragon, the, the dragon from you know, Game of Thrones, it kind of could be scary, but it's also great to have on your side. And most people think it's a little bit crazy to be that passionate about something. But I would argue that if you don't have that kind of passion, the water will be really hot, but it will, ne- it, it will never boil. And that It'll is a problem. Oh, my gosh. That is so good. I had not heard of that term. And it's just uh, I guess it shows that I am both uncool and uh, don't follow the president much. <laughs> Pop music, and so I was a DJ. That was my first multi-million-dollar company, DJConnection.com, which I which, which I later sold. If I share the domain, so your listeners can verify it's a real thing. It still exists. Yeah. And uh, you know, I thought I grew up hip hop. That was what I was into. And then over, you know, now you got Donald Trump, and I tend to be, you know, conservative guy. And yeah. so a lot of people just assume I'm a Trumpaholic, uh, or some people assume I'm a Kanyeaholic because of my hip hop background. And uh, I just think it's interesting how two guys with totally different worldviews share that one same thing. Ah, so very cool. So tell me about building on the idea. So we'll go back to DJ Connection. After that first success, what did you go through? What was the process that you went through to build on that idea, to make it, you know, when you're saying, okay, this isn't just about me throwing the next party. This thing could scale. Yeah, And I, I, I would say this is I was married. I got married at the age of 20. I uh, didn't have any kids or anything. I just got married because I wanted to get married. And it occurred to me, uh, Carrie, at one point, um, and I shared the whole story on, on some of the podcasts, but I booked a gig to DJ at the Holiday Inn Select as a sound man uh, for a group of impersonators. And I thought it was a hot deal. I got $700 a week to DJ seven nights a week. Uh, to run the sound for people who thought they were Prince. I mean, people who would not ever get out of character. They thought they were Prince. They thought they were Tom, Tom Jones. They literally were from the Legends and Concert Tour series. And I, and I thought I was the man because I told my wife, my wife goes, you agreed to DJ for one year to provide sound for one year for $700 a week? And I said, yeah, but I get free lobster, unlimited free lobster. And she's like, you're the biggest idiot ever. But that was a true story. And, but, but that was an upgrade because previously I was working at Target, DirecTV, and Applebee's, all three jobs at the same time. And so my wife, who's a smart lady, she should have been an attorney. I mean, just 4.0 all the way through college, just smart lady. She says, babe, if we don't, like, scale this thing, you're going to spend your whole life running sound at a holiday and select for $700 a week and unlimited lobster. And Carrie, I thought, I know. I've won the game. Ah. And she's going <laughs> – no, this is not – I mean, so my wife – I'm not – no exaggeration. My wife thought my vision was too small, but I thought I had won the game. I remember having a discussion with my wife. My wife says, don't you ever aspire to have a house with wood floors, 
or a luxury car or send our kid to private kids send our kids to private schools or anything. And I'm going, uh, never had that thought. So I was eating budget gourmets, 96 cents per meal. Turned out budget gourmet chicken panini is almost 100% sodium. Not a good move, but it was my move. And I had a card table, and I had all the speakers I wanted. I thought I had one. So my wife has always kind of um, cast a bigger vision. I'm like a bowling ball, and my wife points out where the pins are. I just yeah. put in ridiculous work ethic. But I, my wife is more of like my strategy. My wife is like my vision. She's my aim. Um, and that, that quote, your network is your net worth, or yeah. Tim Ferriss or Jim Rohn say, you become the uh, the average of the people you spend the, the most time with, the, the five people you spend the most time with, you become their average. Um, my wife just had aspirations, and I, I didn't. I was just a grinder. Oh, okay. So let's stop there. So when you – because I've had this I've had this moment where, you know, you set your first goal, and then – you achieve it, and someone has to say no, not double it, ten x it. And I'm sure yep. you've heard that. Now. And and you, it's amazing how you think that's impossible when you start thinking at a ten x level, and then you get on the path to, to achieve that one, and then you ten x that one, which you would have never ever ever even dreamt of. Never would have. And never. then you find a way to get the third one, and then you make the big audacious wow. Show is designed to empower your listeners. It, it's not a political show or, or a religious show, and I don't want to take the show there. I just want to say this: some of you that are listening right now, you have to understand that Carrie wants you to take your life to the next level because he's seen it, he's done it. And when you escape this thing called the wage cage, which I believe God wants you to do, mm. when you experience financial freedom and time freedom. It is unbelievable what you can do. When I can go into Atwoods and buy a silky chicken, which, by the way, they cost like $4 a piece. When I can go in and buy a silky chicken, I don't care what it costs. When I can have a, my office building being engulfed by a flood and I don't care. When I can book a 4th of July cruise and I don't care what it costs. That's awesome. And I didn't even realize the poverty mentality was limiting my decisions, my choices. I didn't realize by not quote-unquote caring about finances that actually every decision I ever made was limited by my finances. I was oh living my, my life inside this small box. I call it the wage cage. The poverty mentality. If you're out there today and you're going, I don't know if I can do this. What is the little secret? I took algebra three times. Never really did pass it. Mrs. Gal felt bad for me. Just let me pass. Um, I took uh, my ACT three times. I really, I actually did pass it upon the third time so I could get into Oral Roberts University. But I got kicked out of Oral Roberts University because I wrote a thing you can find on YouTube called the ORU Slim Shady, which I thought was funny. But a buddy of mine put it on Napster, and the president of my school did not find it to be funny, and I got kicked out. So there's a lot of things I did wrong. But if you're out there listening today, and if you will diligently listen to what Kerry teaches, the people he has on the show – on a weekly basis. If you'll just say, you know what, I'll just listen to one show a week, maybe one show every two weeks. Just commit to something. If you will diligently uh, uh, commit to increasing what you learn, you'll increase what you earn. And it is uh, through osmosis. It will change your life. But you have to. You have to today decide, I'm tired of living within the wage cage. I'm tired of trying to get free tokens at the casino, which which I did. I'm, tr I'm tired of trying to scheme with my buddy to figure out which one of us will pay for gas. 
I'm tired of taking people out to eat and hoping they'll say, I'll pay for it. No, I'll pay for it. No, it's okay. And then you let them pay for it. If you're, if you're tired of that game, cutting coupons, if you're tired of spending your whole day on Facebook promoting something because you can't afford the advertisements, if you're just tired of officing and uh, the worst possible office, if you're, if you're tired of pretending like you don't want an office because you meet every single customer at Panera Bread, which I did at Panera Bread, you've got to listen to this show. Carrie, Carrie Rome is in the know. Well, Clay, thank you for that. I, I, I tell you what, the, one, the number one thing for me, and I, and I do want people to, to go and, and live their vision. I want them to, to take it and do something with it for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think when you decide when you make the decision, and hopefully they're listening to this show, but if they're not, and, and you are listening to this show, talk to someone and just encourage them. If you decide that you want to go for something, then what the first thing you have to do is if you're going to go for it, is you have to start to invest in yourself. And in order to invest in yourself, you have to believe that you're worth investing in. And yep. when you make that decision and you commit to it and you start daily day after day consuming podcasts yep. listening yep. to books reading clay's book that's going to come out next year dragon energy whatever yep. it is yep. but you are saying you know what i'm going to i'm going to start to take control of this i'm not going to sit back because when you do when when you let your vision stay caged yep yep at some point it tilts and you True. start to resent people you start to resent things mm. you become cynical and i don't want that for anybody Mm. Uh, I want to share this up to listeners out there. I have a client who makes fun of himself, and I'm not going to share any details, so I'm not making fun of him. He calls himself the Million Dollar Hick. He's been a client of mine for almost nine years, and I'll just kind of impersonate him because he calls himself this. Okay, So if he Googles this and he finds himself, he, he won't be offended, but this is just our little thing. He says, well, I'll tell you, this is our true story. I had this meeting today. We're meeting in a remote office because my office is flooded, and he says, Clay, I'll tell you what, I'm uh, bored. And I said, you're bored? We live in Oklahoma. He said, people talk like that. And I said, you're bored? I'll tell you what, I mean, you build all the systems, man. I ain't got nothing to do. And I'm going, do you realize how cool that is, that you're a 45-year-old man with millions of dollars of revenue and you have nothing to do? And he goes, well, I might uh, go out and canoe, you know, because the river's flooding, right? right? And he's not well, – he'll tell you, no formal schooling, no formal – but making millions. I, I have personally coached. Not a thousand people, but, but uh, let's say over two hundred people for sure that have gone on to make millions, and it's crazy. And if and, and, uh, um, and for your listeners, just Google um, Thrive Time Show and they click on the testimonials, you can see people like you who are probably smarter than you or less smart than you, or right this where you're at, who have gone on to achieve big things. But you've got to believe in yourself. And I think for me, it starts with knowing that I'm not an accident. And and then maybe that doesn't help you. Maybe you say that doesn't help to know you're not an accident. But I really do believe in Proverbs ten four that God blesses the hands of the diligent. Now, if you don't believe that, it's okay. But I would just say Elon Musk, who's not a, a Christian, Elon Musk says you just have to work eighty hours a week until you reach your peak. You have to do it. You just have to do it. And, I, and you're worth doing it. You're worth that investment. I know you can do it. You know why I know that? Because you're listening to this show. That's right. You've, you've, you've made the first step where you say, you know what, I'm going to learn. And you know what, if it, there are books that I listen to, there are podcasts I listen to, and I am not looking to change my world. I'm looking yep. for one nugget. And yep. if it takes me 30 minutes to get one nugget, that was an extremely valuable 30 minutes for me. 
Yep, I agree. Clay, tell me about the next te- 10 years for you. What's your business? I mean, I know you, you're constantly yeah. digging around looking for new things. Tell me about uh, the next 10 years from what you've learned. How do you plan to sort of mold that vision? Yeah, some people think that I'm looking for uh, you know, opportunities. I really am not. Um, just as an example, I've built this network that's taken me 22 years to build. Mm. But the other day, someone sends me a text. He's a guy I flipped a lot of houses with. I'll put some money in and flip a house. I'm not going to do the whole no money down real estate, Carlton Sheets thing. That's not a program. It's just something I – and so a guy says, there's an older lady, uh, beautiful house. She's debt-free, wants to sell it for you know, 400 grand, I think. She just wants to get out of it. She's in her 70s, and it's worth like 820. Do you want to mm. do it? I'm like, What? You know, I look it up, I zillow it, I check it out. Um, I'll probably do that deal. I'll probably offer her more than she wants to get on that deal. You know, yeah. um, Elephant in the Room, our, our men's grooming franchise, we have four locations. We just opened, we're opening a fifth one right now. Um, Oxy Fresh, who I coach, is, is a guy I've worked with for years. There's 400 locations of that. And so what I'm doing right now is I'm learning to say no mm. to anything that's not on my goal list in the areas of my faith. It's called the F6 but it's my philosophy towards life. Anything that doesn't um, relate to my goals for my faith, my family, my finances, my fitness, my friendship, and my fun. My, my faith, my family, my finances, my fitness, my friendship, and my fun. If it doesn't, if it's not going down that lane that's taking me towards those goals, I'm not going to do it. And so um, this podcast, absolute no-brainer. Let's do it. Why? Because you're wanting to help your listeners. Um, I, recently, I got asked to speak at a really, really nice facility, nice, nice venue. Um, and I say recently, probably had, you know, a half a dozen in the last month that are, you know, events that will pay. They, they usually offer an honorarium of five to 10000 I'm not Tony Robbins, but, you know, five to 10000 And I just say no every time. No, 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 no. But, man, it was hard to say no because I grew up. You know, I didn't have money. Um, but over the last, probably since age 27, when my son was born without vision, um, he couldn't see when he was born, um, I've just learned to say no to grow. And so I say no to everything except for the stuff that's my highest and best use. But don't get me twisted. Don't get this wrong. When I started out, I had to say yes to everything. I had to say yes to the crappy DJ gigs. We called them hell gigs. I DJed yeah. for nursing homes. I DJed on uh, uh, this crazy platform pontoon boat where I got myself super burned. I DJed for a two-day uh, Indian uh, wedding where the bride says it will literally be two days. Are you okay with this? I DJed for two consecutive days. I DJed New Year's Eve. I DJed Christmas Eve. I DJed a wedding on Christmas Day. I said yes to everything. Mm-hmm. But once I got to a certain financial goal, it flipped. I call that the tipping point. Um, Malcolm Gladwell called it the tipping point first when the market chases you. Now I say no to grow. So if you're out there today, I would ask yourself, is now your season to say yes to, to, you know, to everything? Or is now your season to say no to grow? Because it, you, you might just be at the tipping point. And maybe it's, it's the right thing for you to hear that you need to, you need to say yes to a few hell gigs and say yes to some things you don't want to do. Because at the end of the day, your equation for success, your co- equation for financial success is, is this. Your, your, your practical education, a.k.a. Your, your, your skills, your practical education plus your reputation, a.k.a. what people find when they Google you or your degrees or your background, your, your, your practical education plus your reputation equals your compensation. Hmm. So it, just, just ask yourself today. Today, you know, do I need to say yes to more things? Or are you in a season where more people are reaching out to you than you can keep up with? And maybe it's time to say no to grow. Mm, Clay, that was an amazing, amazing list of just fabulous takeaways. I, I hope, I think that we're, our listeners are going to 
pause, rewind, pause, rewind, take a ton of notes because that you just dropped some serious wisdom there. Listen, Clay, I've got one more question for you, but before yes, we do that, how do people get in touch with you? How do they find you? I have a workshop. Um, they can go to thrivetimeshow.com, thrivetimeshow.com. And if you will go on today, if, if you're listening today and you will find the Carrie Rome podcast and you will leave Carrie Rome, not me, if you leave him a review, uh, whether it be on iTunes or Google or wherever you can find Carrie, if you leave him a review, if you'll, if, you'll, if you'll subscribe to his podcast and leave him a review and send me proof that you did it to info at thrivetimeshow.com. That's info at thrivetimeshow.com. Um, I will give you free tickets to our next in-person workshop where I promise there will not be any upsells. So it's about $250 value. For anybody who leaves a review for Carrie Rome, you can do it that way. Or a controversial move, which very few people do, but I do. If you'll shoot me a text to 918-851-6920, 918-851-6920, one of my teammates, well, actually, that's my phone number, you can, she'll set an appointment for you to talk to me one-on-one, and I only have 160 clients. I'll never have more than 160. In my conferences, we're never going to have more than 100 attendees. I like to keep it small. Uh, we can connect with you, and, and if we can help you, great. If we're booked out, I'll refer you to somebody else. But that's the best way. Just email, just leave a review for Carrie Rome. Email us to info at thrivetimeshow.com or fire off a text to me, and my assistant will respond to you promptly at 918-851-6920. Oh, Clay, so gracious. You are my hero. You're amazing. Let me ask you one last question. Yeah. If you could give one piece of advice to your 20-year-old self, I would say uh, add to that newly married 20-year-old self as you were, what would that advice be? My advice, I, I married a woman who's very, very smart. You know, we have five kids. She homeschools them all and has always done all of our accounting. We start all our companies together. So my yeah. environment was maybe different. Um, but I should have listened to her faster. But mm. to make it more applicable for your listeners, you need to be around somebody who's wiser than you. Mm. I mean, and then people talk about your network and let's build a mastermind. And I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying let's find one person in your life who's very successful. Okay, maybe you go to church with them. Maybe it's your father-in-law. Maybe it's your neighbor. Maybe it's your cousin with the big house. Find somebody who is very, very, very successful. And don't do what I did. Don't ask them, can I pick your brain? Say, Mr. Brian, Dr. Smith, Captain Carl, whoever they are, can I pay you $100 a week for 15 minutes of your time hmm. so you can give me that real raw feedback? Because my wife, I was married to that kind of person. But when I started doing that, Carrie, I didn't start doing that until I was like 23, 24. I've met the founder of Quick Trip, the big billion-dollar gas chain. I've met the founder of Hobby Lobby. I've spent hmm. time all day with him. I've spent time with David Robinson, NBA Hall of Famer. Michael Levine, the PR guy for Michael Jackson, Prince, uh, Michael Jackson, uh, Bill Clinton, and President Bush at the same time for you conspiracy theorists out there. Michael Levine, look that guy up. Uh, Lee Cockerell, the head of uh, Walt Disney World who managed 40,000 people. Let me tell you what. These people are not sitting around around, uh, trying to mentor guys like me. No, no, they're not. So when I offered to pay them and said, I'll pay you for just 15 minutes, you would not believe how many billionaires – Billionaires with a B and millionaires who've said, okay, I'll do it for five minutes, ten minutes, and I've learned so much because they've already gone through it. So you've got to ask yourself today, who do you know who's already gone to the top of Mount Awesome? Because mentorship is not a one-time event. It's an ongoing process. It's like a garden. You've got to pull those weeds, and a good mentor will point out to you like, 
hey, you know, there's a weed over there. You should do that. And there's no point, and it's going to be rude. It's going to be offensive. And a good mentor, a lot of mentors don't even want to be your mentor because they're already rich. But what they're going to do is they're going to give you that rough feedback you need. You know what your mom says? You can't go out looking like that. You know, you can't go out looking like that. They're going to point out, hey, buddy, when you Google yourself, you have a 1.3 star review. What's wrong with you? They're going to say, hey, you know what? Your podcast, I love the intentions, but you sound like you're underwater. Have you checked it before? I mean, they're going to give you that self-awareness because they don't want to meet with you. Find a great mentor. I love it. Clay, that is so awesome. Listen, thank you so much for for. Your offer to the listeners, number one, for yep. your willingness to stick to your commitments and be on the show, because I can tell you the value that you brought today is absolutely phenomenal. Each week, we look to bring confidence and encouragement to those people that have got a vision in their head and they just want to find a way to get it out. So, Clay, thank you. Amazing. I can't wait to get this episode out. Kerry, I appreciate your time more than you know. And if you're out there and you're the one person impacted, by today's podcast, the questions Kerry asked, leave him a review because so many people read those reviews before deciding to listen to something and, and Kerry's investing in you every day. And if you're listening to this podcast for free, chances are you didn't pay for it. So just leave, leave Kerry a review. This guy uh, is awesome for you. Play, I love it. We'll chat soon, buddy.